1: So I went to a draft party, and they didn't do anything, man. They were, it, it was weird. It, um, this this has not happened. I, I was trying to think the last time the Bucks did not have a first-round pick, and as best as I could remember, it was when they traded their first-rounder to the Jets for Darrell Rebus, who, by the way, I think they traded a one and a four. They only got one year out of Rebus because they signed him to a series of one-year $16 million uh, contracts. He was coming off an ACL, and uh, he made the Pro Bowl. wasn't He wasn't really worthy of it, but he made the Pro Bowl, and then he was done, and he went to New England and went to a Super Bowl. But, yeah, man, um, anticlimactic, um, I don't know what other words you would use for this, but listen, there was always a possibility of this. They were picking 27th overall, and there were some definite players on the board we can get into that uh, were still available when they got down to that pick, but they decided to trade that pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and in exchange, they got uh, the Jags' first pick in the second round today, and as well as their fourth and sixth round picks, which will be uh, the first pick of those rounds as well, number 106 and 180. And then the Jaguars used that to take a pretty good player, Utah linebacker uh, Devin Lloyd, who... Um, is somebody, frankly, the Bucks could abuse maybe more so next year than this year. Um, but nonetheless, uh, you know, Jason Light had said something last week that resonated with me, and, and I've heard this sort of said by others throughout the league in, in the various, you know, shows leading up to this draft, and that was he hinted that there might not be 30 players with a first-round grade. He said just that. He said there may not be 30 guys you think are legit first-round picks, Uh, but there's going to be a lot of good players in the middle rounds. So I think this is one of those deals where obviously, you know, there's a number of players they like that they don't necessarily have first round grades on. And so they felt comfortable um, moving back to the first pick of today's second round and picking up, you know, extra picks in the middle of the rounds so that they could, you know, that, that's really what the strength of the draft is. It's in its quantity, not necessarily first-round quantity or quality. And so now they get got a bunch of them, right? They, they, they picked uh, 33 today, 60, 91, 106, 133, 180, 248, and 261. So And they can do a lot of things. The best thing about having that first pick in the second round is that when the draft ended and it was a quick first round, they have all night and all morning and all afternoon to put on the tape, look at the entire board. They can take any player they want. And, oh, yeah, they can field calls until the cows come home because there's going to be, a I think, a number of teams wanting to just go ahead and take that off their hands at number 33 because only one quarterback went. Mm-hmm. In the first round, Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh stays right there and goes to the Steelers.
2: Yeah, one quarterback, no running backs taken. Yeah, it's weird, right? You know, so teams that are looking at that and maybe didn't have first round grades on uh, Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter, or maybe they had a, a, a first round grade on Malik they Willis, couldn't
1: but get back to it. They yeah.
2: drafted earlier and took somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those teams looking to move up, it would not surprise me for the Bucks to move down again.
1: No. Not at all, and you know again, depending on how far but i think if if you're a team that liked say Malik willis or or uh desmond uh Ritter, i mean I think you you know you can get him in the second round, but you control it like that's the thing about about having that that you know thirty three overall is that you don't have to worry about anybody coming up and getting your guy like you just you just make the deal and if you get thirty three you you've got your guy, and you know I think that To be honest with you, we heard all along that the Steelers really liked Willis. And I believe they did. What I don't think they expected was that Kenny Pickett would be there at 20, who was rated higher. I mean, Kenny Pickett played four full seasons. You know, he broke Dan Marino's record. And I know he's not Dan Marino, but from an organizational standpoint – do you think the Roonies were going to let another pit quarterback get out of there? After the- I mean, could you do that twice? And again, he's not Dan Marino, but he's a, but he but he's a more NFL like you know. For him, the floor is much higher, right, than it is right now uh, for Malik Willis. The ceiling is not okay, but his good is pretty damn good, and he may be a guy that can play right away. Now I know they have Mitch Trubisky, and probably not his greatest night to say the very least. They say they're going to let Pick it, compete, and all that. Um, but but those other quarterbacks, I think people will have a second round grade on, and they're going to go fast. And so, what better position to be in than the than the field calls all the way until tomorrow night? And so, I think that's what. Now, Jason Light didn't come out and talk to us, which you know what was he going to say? I think he could have said some things, but he didn't want to go there. I think the the surprising thing for me, I mean, you know, and who knows how how teams sort of evaluate this. Um, but there were some players there. Like, there were guys that we would have assumed that they liked. Now, you know, three picks away uh, from 27, you still had Jermaine Johnson on the board. Devontae Wyatt was there. Uh, Lloyd, we mentioned. A couple of safeties, Daxton Hill of Michigan and, and uh, Lewis Sign from Georgia. And so... The way it went down is um, the Iowa center, Tyler Linderbaum, went to the Ravens at 25, and the Jets traded with the Titans, and they took Jermaine Johnson just one pick ahead of the Bucs. And I'm thinking, I wonder if Jermaine Johnson was the last guy they really had a first-round grade on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because obviously the Jets knew they needed to get above the Buccaneers. Okay. They went to the Titans pick and got him. And so, and it was their third pick in the first round. I mean, the Jets had a hell of a night. Um, so after that, you know, you still had you still had Wyatt on the board. He ended up going twenty-eight to the Packers. And then the Patriots, uh, at twenty-nine sort of surprised people and took Tennessee Chatt- Tennessee Chattanooga guard Cole Strange at twenty-nine. And then the Iowa defensive end, George Um Carliftis went to uh, the Chiefs at thirty. Um, and then you had uh Hill going to the Bengals at thirty one and then the Vikings wrapped it up by selecting Scene, um, you know, the Georgia safety. So yeah, it was there were still good players there. You know, we had seen them linked with Scene, we had seen them linked with um, you know, a lot of these guys that went ahead of them, and and it just you know Devontae Wyatt for example, um, but you know what? There's still good players, still good players available, and I think I think that's kind of what they were thinking. You know, you've still got
2: well, what can happen too is you may have a group of five or six players you like,
1: you still like, yeah, that mm-hmm. all
2: are at about the same grade,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and there's five picks between you and the one that wants to trade up with you. Well, we're that's gonna right. get one of them.
1: We'll get one, yeah. So and
2: we'll go ahead and, and come back, and we know there's strength in the middle rounds in this draft. Right. Load up on a couple more picks there. Right. And to help our team. And so, right. you know, the, the biggest thing in the draft is you always say you don't want to reach.
1: That's true. If you don't
2: yeah. have guys more left on the board rated mm-hmm. at 27 in a position of need, yeah, you know, then trade back. I mean, that's the smart thing to do and and get someone at the right slot
1: right value and yeah.
2: add more picks later for that or next year or whatever the, the trade is or a player, you know, whatever whatever you're trading for. Yeah. You know, don't reach. That's the worst thing you can do as a GM.
1: Yeah, and they 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 clearly feel comfortable. And like I said, I think there's something special about having the first pick um in the second round where you can go to bed and, and sleep on it and field all the phone calls tomorrow all the way up until the time the draft starts. And we kinda look this up. Most teams that have the first pick in the second round don't trade it it's rare to trade it um simply because of that and so because it's it, you know you're going to get a good player you're going to get any player you want that's left and only 32 have gone so far in the mm-hmm. entire draft and you're picking first in this round you can take any player and and that's when um the temptation is 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 you know is too great just to just to take the player rather than deal it we'll see we'll see how far down somebody wants them to go I think the quarterbacks are probably going to be the currency that, that they own right now. Um, well, you
2: have to look at, like, you know, who are the picks right after them and, and what do they need, you know. Particularly, let's say, quarterback. Yeah. You know, the Vikings have the 34th pick. Yeah. Do they need a quarterback?
1: Not necessarily. You know, Titans? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, I think you know? Tannehill Hill's is fairly comfortable, but he's yeah. not – locked in i mean i I don't know what john Robinson would do giants well
2: they could use a quarterback
1: they definitely could because they've said that they're they i don't even know if they're going to pick up the fifth year option on Daniel jones they didn't
2: they didn't pick it up
1: yeah so that's that's a tell like they're going to have to replenish that position
2: so that's three picks back texans or four picks back
1: texans really i mean i don't know how wedded they are to their guy levy Mm -hmm. smith's new coach yep you know, Davis so you have Millis some options okay. not to
2: drop back far for some. if someone wants to trade, come up for a quarterback. Right. You know, now, you know, how you have them graded and is Willis and Ritter and the other quarterbacks all about the same, then maybe you don't need to trade it. You know, so it all depends. You know, it's, it depends on each team's draft board. And, and it could be coming up for running back or maybe it's coming up for,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, you know, defensive, whoever, whatever position you're looking at. I mean, you may like N'Kobe Dean.
1: Yeah. You know, someone like that. There. So
2: the great, the, the great thing is, is Jason Light's in a position of I can take all the calls all day long, mm-hmm. or I can take a, a good player here, and, and you know, it all depends on how their draft board scored. I mean, you mentioned that some GMs said that there's not 30 first round picks this year as far as grades. I don't remember where I was listening to. It was some else that said there was a GM that said, you know, there's only 15 players with first round grades.
1: Well, and that yeah, that could have been Jason Light. Mm-hmm. That said, that and they
2: didn't say who they just said a GM they were yeah. talking to it was a reporter, right? right. Um, and it wasn't a local reporter, but they said that you know this GM said there's 15 players with a
1: first round grade. Hmm. I could see that. I mean, I think it's probably deeper than that, but I mean, mm-hmm. you don't know where that ends for each team, and each team is different. They still have, I mean, there's needs. Obviously, they still need to address the defensive line position if they can. Um, Gronkowski has not announced whether he's playing or not. Um, you know, you've only got two tight ends, but, uh, Colorado state tight end, uh, Trey McBride who won the Mackey award. He's Mm -hmm. available, uh, in this draft, Christian Watson, the kid from plant in North Dakota state wide receiver. He's still available. There's going to be some running backs taken in the second round. Maybe not the first pick, but they're definitely going to go. Um, and you could look at a guy like, you know, Kenneth Walker from Michigan State. So, you know, I, I think I think they have a, a, you know, in fact, I know they have a really good position here. Um, needless to say, it's a little anticlimactic, but this is where you want to pick, quite frankly. You want to be that team that's not picking in the top 10 every year. It means you might not get mm-hmm. blue chip players, but, you know, like I said, the, the bust rate, I think, for all of the first round is probably 50%. So you're really not, you know, you're not assured that the guy you take in the first round is gonna gonna be a superstar anyway. Um, but they let some players go, and and those are names that you know they'll have to live with. You know whatever whatever these other guys' careers are, that um, they're going to have to be. You know they'll be the team that passed on them because you know they moved out at 27. But I I totally understand what he's what, what Jason is doing, and I and I b- gotta believe that you know they have a pile of players. Um, that they would be happy to take right there. And we'll see if they move back again. And they could, you know, if you got another second rounder somewhere or another third rounder, you know, and you start stockpiling good players, all that matters is who do they take and how do these guys develop and can they have an impact this year? I really think that they need guys that can have an impact this year. But they need a lot of things. You know, they they don't have numbers at tight end. Um, They got to have another defensive lineman and get younger at that position. You know, I've heard, you know, safety a lot. I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, you can always use more corners, wide receivers. You've got guys hurt. So there's a lot of ways they could go, but um, it it was a weird night and a weird draft. You know, it's just I think this is the first time since 2000 that a, a quarterback went as late as Kenny Pickett did, like in the top, didn't go in the top 20 picks. And that would have been, um, who was the Jets quarterback under Herm Edwards, went to Marshall, help me out here. Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington, yeah, he's the last one, and that was 2000. So that's how, it's been 20 years.
2: There wasn't an offensive player taken in the first five picks.
1: That's crazy, right? I mean, that's the way it fell. I get it, yeah. but like that's very, very. You had, very, you had very a run on
2: them. You had tackles and receivers for like the next ten picks. But yeah,
1: definitely eight, eight, run eight on nine, receivers. But, the nine. receiver position is interesting because the Ty Hills, and and these guys have ruined it for for a lot of clubs. Um, you know, if you've got a veteran receiver that's coming up on a contract and you don't think he's worth a hundred million guaranteed, well, let him go, and, and that's that's exactly what happened. You know, and and then you draft a receiver if you think he's going to develop into something you already have or better, you can have him if you get him in the first round. You get him for five years, you know. Maybe maybe the guy makes twenty five, thirty million dollars in five years versus having to pay a dude, you know, guarantee him a hundred million over the next four.
2: Yeah, we saw AJ and, Brown and Hollywood Brown both traded. AJ Brown signs a four year, hundred million dollar deal. I think fifty seven million of that was guaranteed.
1: Right. Right. I mean the 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 cost of these veteran receivers is 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 through the roof, and not everybody is happy with it. So, I totally get you know what they mm-hmm. were doing. there.
2: Well, and this was a wide receiver heavy draft though too. I mean,
1: no, it was. I
2: mean, you had it was amazing. You had three straight Ohio State re- receivers taken. Yeah, if you count Jamison Williams as being formerly at Ohio State,
1: right? And I mean, there was guys you know receivers being taken that have torn ACLs and stuff. I mean, like <laughs> traded up. I mean, traded up. To they traded up twenty
2: picks to get <laughs> Jameson yeah. Williams.
1: Yeah, and I mean, when he's healthy, they're going to have him and Kyle Pitts. I mean, they got something, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's these are big physical targets that. But when you see someone trade up best. twenty
2: picks, you got to you're thinking quarterback, right?
1: I was, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, that's, I was, I was, you know, following on Twitter, and that's what everyone's like. Oh, it's got to be quarterback. I mean, you trade up twenty picks,
1: yeah no and it gave up a whole lot of capital to do it it's weird it's kind of weird that they did that um you know but the receiver position it is it is really changed before our eyes to become you know almost as as valuable or more valuable than the quarterbacks because of how much money it costs to sign one in free agency to sign a really good one anyway and you know teams want to stay young at that position if if they can so Um, interesting, interesting trends, interesting sort of, you know, watching it all play out. And, and again, the number of trades, the number of trades and, and on all of that, it was, it was almost like there was some kind of command that, that you get the ticket in and get it in fast because I've never seen a faster first round that had that many trades. There was a lot of trades in that round and everybody was Johnny on the spot with it. You know, including a, a trade of a player. So that was really interesting, um, the way it all unfolded, and kind of anticlimactic, at least you know for the time being. But you know what? If you're a Bucks fan, um, get up nice and and uh, early, or get your naps or whatever, and then when the when the draft cranks up again around seven, seven thirty, whatever it is, your team will be on the clock first, and they can hand in the card, and you know.
2: um Look, at the end that's of the day, the goal of the position. draft is to add talent to your team. Yeah. It's going to make you a better team, and in particular for the Bucks this year, with Tom this Brady year, so at the quarterback.
1: Yeah, areas so, of need. How so many do you got?
2: if trading back to still get the player you want and to pick up some more picks later in the draft where we know it's a deep draft in the middle of the rounds, right? then that's a good thing. If you're adding more players that you think can help you, give you a chance to win this year, you don't need yeah. a lot of starters on this team. At no. this point. But you need no, players that are this. gonna impact. You're gonna uh, that are gonna be able to be depth and, and make an impact and, and and make some plays for you.
1: Right. So more picks yeah. is not a bad thing. No. No, it's not. And they have a lot of needs and, and I hope you know, like last year there was only one guy that was really gonna play, and that was Joe Try and and he got pushed into it a little earlier because Jason Pierre Paul got hurt. I think you need more players that are going to make a bigger impact than just say on special teams. I mean the Jalen Dardens and some of the linebackers they got K.J. Britt and Grant Stewart those guys are great for special teams, I guess, even though I thought Darden was horrific. he had one return, and that was it. Um, but there wasn't outside of try on Shoinka. I mean, obviously Kyle Trask went you know in the second round, the last pick, and he's not going to play at all again unless something happens were to happen to Brady and or his backup, and, you know, so it just feels like you can get some players that can have an impact this year and probably need to do so, Um, you know, because that that was not a draft that really helped all that hell of a lot in trying to get back to a Super Bowl. And, and, you know, whether it's one play, 15 plays, um, 50 plays a game, you know, it makes a difference if you get talent that can that can build on what you have and help you win now, and and I just I I would look for that they're looking to do that I we'll find out but certainly they have neat areas and, and you know if they find the right player they can plug them in and, and go so anyway it was it was again it was a weird night it was a long night um the the, the rounds did go fast or the first round did go faster than than normal uh, specifically with all the trades and everything like that but we'll be back out at the Advent Health Care Center, um or Advent Health Center I should say, um, tonight and see what happens in the second and third rounds. And we'll give you all that on Tampa Bay.com dot com and Tampa Bay Times.
2: Yeah, I thought the Jets had a really good night, getting uh Sauce Gardner, yeah Garrett Wilson and then Jermaine Johnson. They said granted, you know, every GM says this, but they this was three
1: of their top eight on the board. I don't doubt that. I mean everybody evaluates it a certain mm-hmm. way. I don't I don't doubt that. And you know the Jets need a lot, and they got a lot, and I thought they got really good players. And, again, this is all based on what their college tape says, what their production was at that level. You know, when you get in the NFL, things change, and, you know, mm-hmm. certainly the Jets have, have not been very good, but I like what they did. I, I, thought, I thought they were good. Um, who else do I think did okay? Patriots traded down. The Saints got what an offensive lineman,
2: and then Saints uh, got a Alave. wide receiver. They got a yeah, Lave from Ohio State.
1: The is a really good pick. If you're Jameis Winston, man, you're like, cool. I'm going to get Michael Thomas back. I'm going to have a Lave. I, I got some freaking weapons now. You know, mm-hmm. don't screw it up because he, he can go toe to toe with any 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 team out. You know, with receivers outside. Um, so that was interesting. So yeah,
2: the Giants got what uh, Evan Neal, the tackle from Bama, and then Kayvon uh, Thibodeau. And he,
1: yeah, and Thibodeau, I thought that was a good draft. I thought they did well. Um, anytime you can add, you know, the big the big men on both sides of the ball, I mean that's that's what it's about. So
0: You know, we'll see what
1: happens tomorrow. Um, in the meantime, there was a Tampa Bay Lightning game that was a little bit less than stellar, just up to their standard at least. They went to the Columbus. They lose um, a little closer than what the score may indicate. Um, but just, you know, Elliot was in that, just one of those games where he just didn't play well at all.
2: As John Cooper said after the game, uh, what do you want to see tomorrow or now tonight as you're listening to this podcast? In New York, he said effort. There wasn't a lot of effort in that game, I would say. Uh, yeah. Well, they Pier- just Pierre Edward Belmar after the first period uh, said they played tentative, was the word he used.
1: It's interesting. Uh, it was not
2: very happy. A lot of uh, people said he was grumpy, and Alex Kalorn in the second intermission, not very happy, and uh, wow, just didn't play very well. It just it's one of those duds. The game doesn't mean anything. I know there are fans freaking out of <laughs> it's not locked into Toronto yet. You still could fall to the four seed. Or the fourth place in the division, which so would what? face Carolina <laughs> in the first round instead. It's going to come down to tonight. Um, I don't think the Lightning care who they play. No, I don't,
1: I don't or either. Or where they play. I
2: don't either. Just tell us who we're playing and let's go. Yeah. So, you know, it's not to say they tried to lose a game or anything. No. But were they fully engaged? And did they look like they had a great effort? No. Now, do I expect them to have a better effort tonight? I would hope so. I mean, you know, it's not going to be a playoff game for them as far as effort goes, but mm. you'd like to see a little better effort going into the playoffs, I suppose. I assume Andre Vasilevsky will get the start tonight, although I, I question so, yeah. whether will he play the whole game. You know, or you just get him a period or two just to to so he's you know not a week between starts essentially, right? You know, do you play him just a period or two and then put Elliott back in? You could do that, or, you know, it may depend on, you know, how the game's going and Andre's workload and what Andre wants to do as far as, you know, getting ready for next week. But, you know, it's the final game of the regular season. The Islanders are playing well right now. Um, maybe they want to, you know, beat, beat the Lightning for knocking them out of the playoffs the last two years. Who knows? But. Uh, I wouldn't read too much into Thursday night's game. It was – it's not – and if you didn't watch it, don't go back and watch the replay. It wasn't – not worth it.
1: <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But they've been playing pretty well, really well. Mm-hmm. And they're down to their last game. And then after this, it's it's what they've done, you know, prepared the whole season for. It's it's, it's to get back there and win another Stanley Cup and win 16 games. And, you know, it, they, it's going to be a grind. And they'll be ready for it whenever that day comes and, you know – I, I love playoff hockey. I don't think there's not many sports that there is such a, you know, a, a dramatic difference in sort of like the level of play, the intensity of play, the style of play as the NHL when they get in the postseason. I I can watch any game of any team in the postseason, and it's just different, man. You know, guys are just selling out, getting hit, getting hurt. It's such a war of attrition, but it is intense. and. That's, I guess, why we love it because those games are usually close. Um, very often, more often than not, the team that scores first wins the game. Um, and I, I just, I don't think there's anything. And look, I play baseball, I cover football, I played basketball. I don't know that there's anything better than watching playoff hockey. It's, I mean, it's they just get after it, man. It's really cool.
2: It, it's unlike any other postseason.
1: Yeah. It I
2: is. Know. I think I I mean I think the NBA and, and baseball ramps up too, but Yeah, they Hockey's do. just different. The the intensity and the the veracity of hits.
1: Yeah. Of
2: checks of you know just trying to to you know how you get through and get in front of the net and get pucks through because I mean, shots they and, sell yeah. out like no other sport. Oh, yeah oh yeah it's it's incredible to see what these hockey players do, just and incredible. by the
1: end of it, the Stanley Cup champion and even the runner up will <laughs> look like they've they've been through the ringer man It's not just the playoff beards i mean they're they're a physical mess um when they finally get through it well, what was you've done that twice
2: the story I heard, and I can't remember which team it was no, it was the Islanders the, the last team to win four in a row mm-hmm. or to win three in a row, which is the lightning are trying to do so they beat Gretzky in one of the playoffs. This is when uh, Gretzky was young, yeah. And Gretzky went over to their locker room, expecting to see them partying. <laughs> he said, "You walked in and it's just guys, just barely moving, beat to hell, and <laughs> yeah. just you know, Ice miserable." Buckets. And yeah, <laughs> and and he, you know, he learned that's what playoffs are. Mm. You know. He, you're so exhausted you can't even celebrate.
1: <laughs> you're not going to dance. I mean, yet. you
2: know, that's 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 what it takes to win. It's not Yeah. You know, the hockey it's that's why you'll see you'll see athletes from other sports watching the hockey playoffs just going nuts. Mhm. You know, I mean, Charles is one of the one, big ones who just loves the Stanley Cup playoffs and it's like you know, it, it's it's unlike anything else. I mean, you know, I I, I love watching the baseball playoffs, NFL playoffs are fantastic. I'm not a huge yeah. NBA guy, but I will watch some of the playoffs. Um, you know, just the talent on on display in that. But the hockey playoffs is just something different.
1: It really is, and it and it can go forever. No, it's two there's months. No, so there, well, but there's no shootout. We've seen. Yeah, we've well. seen the the five overtime <laughs> game. I mean, I will never get that. Out. I will never get those six hours back Ugh. in my life, or whatever it was, or we, seven. We were starving. Oh my God!
2: So they're doing we that could, at a bubble. So we're doing the broadcast from Amelie Arena. Yeah. Well, this is Emily Arena is essentially shut down.
1: I mean, yeah. There's no. There's nothing in it. You're not going go to very few people working. Concession at, at stand. All.
2: Yeah. You know, the, the staff is all told to stay home. So we're doing it there. Mm. You know. So. You know, I had it was a three o'clock game. Right. So I had lunch before we came in. I think I had a little snack or something I brought with me. Right. Dave and Phil, you know, ate beforehand lunch. They figure they're going to go out to dinner afterwards or go home for dinner whatever they were going to do doesn't end till 9 20
1: we have no food no drinks no oh my god
2: <laughs> we're starving
1: <laughs> yeah it was incredible and you could you didn't feel like you could leave your couch because that mm-hmm. would mess with the mojo <laughs> you know it's like well they what's going on over time we probably shouldn't move and uh, my whole family sat and watched they kept coming home from school from work from this and that and uh, I couldn't believe what time it was when it ended. I was like, I've been watching this thing since, like, 2 o'clock or whatever. Well, and, um, and,
2: and just, you know, if you're a Lightning fan or a hockey fan, the last two Stanley Cup runs, the first game of the playoffs, two years ago was the five-overtime game against Columbus. Right. Last year was that crazy game in Florida, if you remember. I
1: can't remember what It was just
2: insane. It was, like, the greatest play- – if you were just well, a all the fan hitting and stuff, that right? didn't know hockey – and we're it watching just a it. It was the ton greatest of physicality, Physicality, it, goals, just right. everything. It was right. fast. It was hard. It was it was the one of the craziest playoff games. If you didn't, it wasn't necessarily the best played hockey game, per se. Right, but, but intensity. But if you didn't know hockey and that's the first game you watched, you're hooked. You're like, this yeah. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. give me more of this every game. I mean, the players couldn't take that much. I don't think, but. Yeah. That was crazy. So the first game of uh, the last two playoff runs have been insane for the Lightning. So
1: We'll, we'll see I what Monday
2: that. or Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever they start, will bring.
1: I've got that to look forward to. Congratulations to the Rays. They won 2-1. They win another series. That's their third in a row in which they dropped the first game. <laughs> um, kind of meatloafing people the hard way. But, uh, man, you know, uh, maybe you don't need starting pitching. Uh, you know, the the time before this one, they went out there and threw nine innings of no nos, and then, you know, uh, I think they're they, what
2: four they, and one on bullpen days or something like that.
1: Four and one, and and they've given up one run out of the last eighteen, twenty innings, whatever it's been. I mean, it's incredible, you but, know. But that's what the Rays do. I know, but it's, you, other teams how how do try to do
2: to figure it out. Well, they have they have a lot more arms than most teams do, which helps. Yeah. I mean they have really they have really good pitchers.
1: They got good stuff this year. I mean they've got some guys down there. You know, getting Beeks back was big. Mm-hmm. Um who who's the Colin side on? Um, Poches back. Poches back. Yeah, Ryan Thompson. The, Ryan Thompson, that's the guy. I think they really missed him cuz he's unlike anybody else they got down there and he closed the game against the A's mm-hmm. the other night. So um yeah, they're you know look when they get some pitchers back assuming that they do and, and and no one else goes on the IL or whatever, um, they're going to be a handful. They're not hitting the ball very well, but especially a Rosarina, by the way. He's in a horrific slump. They pinch hit for him the other day, or he came mm-hmm. up as a pinch hitter with the bases loaded and summarily struck out there in the inning in a 2-1 to game. But uh, if they could get him going, uh, I think they'd be okay. But, you know, right now it's uh, runs are at a at a premium, and and they're preventing them like they always do. But to run that many pitchers out there, that many games, it's not ideal. It's not something you want to make a living off of. But for right now, man, you you Mm -hmm. can't fault with the way they're playing in in terms of pitching. And their defense, they had played a loose game one against the A's, and I thought they played really good defense the other Mm -hmm. day. um, Speaking of
2: run, Wander Franco not running – yeah you know could. I got
1: all upset about that at first and then I, and then I remembered when I saw topkin mm-hmm. Mark Tompkins tweet that he was told not to not to run hard mm-hmm. like if you hit a ball at a, at an infielder and you think you're out on a routine play, don't run hard. on a, on a routine play, don't bust it down there because he's got a little bit of a tweak and and the last thing they want to do is lose him for three weeks mm-hmm. or more. Um, but it looked so bad because the guy bobbled the ball up in the air, and he was able to pick it back up, and he still wasn't there at the bag. And, you know, and my immediate reaction was, whoa, he's got to get talking to. And then I said, then I, Mark reminded everybody that, like, oh, no, this is, this is what he's agreed to do, which is hard for him, I'm sure. But it's like. Do not run balls out that are routine in the in the infield,
2: and that's because that's not wander like either. I mean, if you've no, watched him and, and seen, is that you know that's not
1: his character at all. It's in BJ Upton, you know, mm-hmm. with Evan Longoria going after him, I mean, yep. you know, you could tell it just looked bad because the ball got bobbled and mm-hmm. he hit up in the air, and he still had time to catch it and step on the bag, and he wasn't running. And you know, I get all that, but, but optically it was bad. But that's what he's been told to do. So. He had three hits in the series. They were all home runs. (laughs) Not exactly what you want to do, but, you know, I'm sure he wishes he could have uh, gotten a few more knocks there. So the Rays begin their series. Let's see. Who they got uh, after the Mariners? Minnesota, is that right?
2: Minnesota comes to town, that's correct.
1: Yeah, three-team homestand, which is nice. And then they go to the West Coast, I believe.
2: Yes, that's a long road trip out there.
1: Yeah, and hit the... uh, pit california and all of that but so. i
2: think that's their only west coast trip this year so they don't play in the national oh, west at all so they get out of the way in uh the early may and be done with the west coast so yeah that's pretty good
1: mm-hmm. well we'll have all your like look we're gonna have a ton of nfl draft stuff over the weekend so we'll talk all about that uh in monday's podcast because steve and i'll be back uh sunday night sometime to to knock that out and we'll, have a, and... we'll know
2: who the lightning are playing and they might be playing monday night for all we know so yeah the playoff start monday
1: can't wait. Actually, I can wait because it's so long. <laughs> Just a lot of late nights, man. I don't know how you. I, we'll talk about more of this on Monday, I'm sure. But like, I feel pretty good about their chances, except that history is, you know, there for a reason, and and that's what you're asking them to do is make history. Yeah. You know, in the but, modern but era, it, but
2: look, any time you've got eighty-eight in that
1: yeah, that's
2: true. You've got a good shot. I mean. Show me the team and the goalie that can beat Andre Vasilevsky four out of seven times. There are teams that can do it, but it's yeah. going. Your goalie, going to have to win a couple of those games for you. And do you have a goalie good enough to do that? And there's yeah. questions about every goalie in the Eastern Conference, or yeah, goalie pairs. I mean, Boston has a pair. Which ones are you going to play? Yeah, Shostakins' phenomenal year. He's going to get. MVP votes, he's going to win the Vesna Trophy. No for best playoff, playoff experience. He hasn't done in the playoffs yet, so we'll see. I mean, he might be great in the playoffs. Don't know yet. But yeah. are you confident in that yet? Not necessarily. Um, Sergey Bobrovsky at Florida, he's won one playoff series in his career. Yeah. You know, you start going through. Frederick Anderson, there's a little health issue now, too, with him at, at Carolina, and, and what's he done? Tristan Jari of Pittsburgh,
1: he's got a broken toe. They've all got... All got problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, Vassi, if he's healthy, and they've given him a lot of days off, but if he's mm-hmm. healthy and he's on, he's the best in the world. The players will tell you that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good goaltender. Look, all the stars, Headman, Stamkos, Cooch, Point, Sorelli. Um, I mean, you got yeah. – Stamkos you
2: know, and Cooch have been hot. That, Red hot, that's, yeah. That bodes very well going into the playoffs, if that can continue.
1: Because I think they feel good. I think they're mm-hmm. healthy. I think that's what Stamkos talked about the other day. I think Cooch are up – Mm-hmm. Um, you can see his game, you know, elevating because he's he can skate and he's not in pain and he can do things um, that he used to do. So they're in good shape, right? They are, but I, I think this uh, is the deepest Eastern Conference have had to go through. Oh, it is by far. So you know, it, and it, motivation. You've talked about this motivation, right? They've won two, they want three. Mm-hmm. I think they really, really want three, and I think they've survived a long, uh, a long season, regular season, to be in this position. However, the teams that they have continually beat to get to the Stanley Cup, they're wanting to get over the hump too. Mm-hmm. Specifically Florida. You know, it it's like other sports where you saw, you know, that you know, the Pistons had to get by somebody and then the mm-hmm. Bulls had to get by the Pistons, and then you know, like there's a rite of passage here. And if you're Florida, you're like, okay, you know, this has to be our year. Like we we gotta we gotta take these guys out, don't we? Well, you know, if we're ever gonna get you're for, there,
2: you're Carolina. You've been good for yeah. many many years now, but you haven't made it out of the second round of the playoffs.
1: Right. You got to take that step. Mm-hmm. You know they play all year to get back to that position, and and they need to take another step. So there's there's highly motivated teams to say the very least, and I think the Lightning are motivated too. Um, but they got the rings on their fingers, so. We'll see how it goes. So lots to talk about on Monday. We appreciate you guys listening. Um, we'll be back. Check out TampaBay.com and the Tampa Bay Times for all the draft news, as we'll be out at uh, the Bucks' training facility for all of that over the weekend. We're Steve Burstick. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.